What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to All the Books, a weekly show of recommendations and enthusiasm regarding the week's new book releases. This is episode 87, and today we are talking about some of our highly anticipated releases of 2017. I'm Liberty Hardy, here with my fellow podcast, Rebecca Shinsky, and we're coming to you from bookriot.com. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. It's almost the new year. Yes. Um, thank goodness for that. So Christmas will have happened when this airs. Mm-hmm. It hasn't happened yet for us. We, but. we hope that you're all in a delicious book fort. Yes. You had a great holiday. I know that you and I will not have been drinking eggnog. If I remember correctly, no. we are not. You, you I am are, not an I'm not a nogger. No. I, I don't I don't enjoy it. I'm a boozy cider kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just booze, that's fine. <laughs> just just the straight booze. Don't Maybe we need to mess Dr. around Maybe some Dr. Make it like minty Christmassy sort of. I'm uh, I'm adding some variety. I'm always a like we always simmer si- the hot apple cider with um, mulling spices and then add a little bourbon to it through pretty much through the holiday season. But this year I've been making bourbon slush. Oh my goodness! So, oh wait, I think I saw a photo of that on the yes, internet. Yes, right. So this is like a. Um, <laughs> The things that people email me about from the podcast are like 90% of the time about how to make the thing that I was talking about with bourbon. (laughs) Um, So this is, we thought it was like a secret family recipe that Bob's mom used to always make and she would bring it out just at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I think the first couple holidays that I saw it at their house, I wasn't even 21 yet. So uh, we didn't, she never let us have it because we weren't legal. And then it just disappeared. And finally, a few Christmases ago, she made it for us again. And it's so good. It's like a bourbon snow cone. I was just going to um, say that very thing. And yeah, and she would she would never give us the recipe and she gave it to like one family friend who literally was dying, like gave it to him on his last Christmas. He made it and then would not tell anyone what the recipe was. But I, this is, I'm, this is mean. If you know my mother-in-law, please don't tell her. It occurred to me like several weeks back that most of the things that she cooks are things that were like recipes that were passed down from her and that the generation above her got a lot of their recipes from like the sides of the product container you know like the side of the tea bag box or the side of whatever and I was like I bet this recipe is not a secret <laughs> so I started googling because I wanted bourbon slush and there's a bunch of recipes that all agree with each other but I picked one from garden and gun because I'm a southern lady <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so if you want to make it it's very easy you make two cups of very strong black tea I do two cups of boiling water with two big tea bags in them and steep it for like five minutes with a cup of sugar six cups of water two cups of bourbon like cheap bourbon is fine and then six ounces each of thawed out lemonade lemonade concentrate and orange juice concentrate and then you mix it all together and you put it in the freezer and then you scoop it out after it's frozen and it's delightful Oh my goodness. Although I got to say, as I was sitting on my couch eating it on like a 30 degree day a couple of weeks ago, I thought, how come I'm not making this in August? 
Um, because you found out what it was and you had it then. <laughs> right. Like, why but I'm going to make it in August. Now you eat it three meals a day. Yes. So that is, I had like 14 bowls of it this morning. We're good. Um, <laughs> who needs Wheaties? Yeah. That's my little holiday gift to you, listeners, is the bourbon slush recipe. I feel like I've heard that before. Like I had a friend who found out that her mother was just making cookies from like the Toll House bag or something. Uh-huh, told right. her it's like it was this, like some special thing that she It's did. the secret family recipe, and the yeah. secret is that it's not a family recipe. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. So we're oh, going to do like a There's banana. a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> the squirrel has jumped on my window ledge. He's like, bourbon? What? <laughs> he feels festive? <laughs> See if he falls over. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I wasn't expecting so- that. So that's how today is going to go, huh? <laughs> we yeah. have a bonanza. This is going to be a, a festival for our listeners. We've each picked 10 books that we're excited about for 2017. So get your note takers ready, kids. Yes. And and the, the caveat being that we haven't read most of them, but we're I excited. Have not, yes. I have not read any of the ones on my list yet. I've started my 2017 reading, but like we're going to talk about it in a week or two. Yeah. Um, and most of my picks are in the first quarter. Like they're pretty solidly in the first quarter of the new year. Yeah, mine too. Um, so the list will be in the show notes, but get your notes ready and Lib's going to start. Yes. My first book is called Fever Dream by Samantha Schwebling and it's translated by Megan McDowell. comes out January 10th from Riverhead and you are going to want someone to hold you after you finish reading this. I have read this book. It's bonkers. I was reading it like, this is so upsetting. And what is this book doing to me? And I'm so scared. And oh my God, I love it. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like, it's very small. It's it's like 170 pages or something. Um, and it's about a woman named Amanda. She's lying in a hospital bed. She's dying. And there is a little boy named David who is talking to her. But David isn't related to her in any way. Um, and it's it's about their conversation. And it's so creepy, weird. I don't even know what's happening. Um, it's her first novel. It's amazing and scary. Like I said, you're going to want therapy or someone to hold you or something. But, like, in a really awesome way. Um, I'll just tell you the first the first line of the book is, They're like worms. Oh. It's so scary. That is a good opening line. Oh my goodness. I was reading it. I was just like, what's happening to me? This is so upsetting. Why am I doing this? Oh. Someone help me. Let awesome. me be your thunder jacket. It was like the equivalent of like being in a haunted house, like when you, you get easily frightened, you know. Like, why am I doing this? It's fun. This is so much fun. Ah, hold me. I have that one on my pile too, but I didn't realize it was gonna be scary, so I'll I'll plan accordingly. <laughs> Um, my first pick, there's a bunch of short story collections coming out in the first part of the year that I'm super excited about. So my first pick is a debut collection called Always Happy Hour. Speaking of bourbon, uh, <laughs> these are short stories by Mary Miller. They're edited by Katie Henderson Adams uh, at WW Norton at the Live Right imprint, which we both love. And Yay. Katie uh, is a fantastic editor. So I knew that, that these were going to be right in my wheelhouse, but the pitch for them is that they weave tales of young women deeply flawed and intensely real who struggle to get out of their own way. Uh, That is solidly what I'm interested in. It's been compared to A Manual for Cleaning Women by Lucia Berlin, which I loved, and Barbara the Slut and Other People by Lauren Holmes, which I also loved. And I think we talked about both of those on this show. So um, I am really ready 
for that. Also, Always Happy Hour is a perfect title. Mary Miller has a fantastic novel that Katie also edited that came out a few years ago called The Last Days of California, which I absolutely love. Oh, so it's not like a debut debut. It's just her first short story collection. It's her debut short story collection. Yeah, so it still counts. It's totally fine. Um, I'm going to tell you about a debut story collection that I am super excited about, and I'm pretty sure you are, too. It's called Mm -hmm. The Man Who Shot Out My Eye is Dead. Yes. Stories by Chanel Benz. Comes out January 17th from Echo. And there's a thing, like, when you work in books, when you you listen to the people who put out the books. Like, you listen to the publishers and stuff, like, what they're excited about. And this Mm -hmm. is the one that I've been hearing about, I think, for, like, six months now. Um, So I'm really excited decided to read it. It The description says, the characters share a thirst for adventure that sends them rushing full tilt toward the moral crossroads. So, I'm excited for Mary's collection. I'm excited for this collection. What do you got next? Next up, I have Storm in a Teacup by Helen Shursky. Uh, this comes out January 10th. Also, uh, the subtitle is The Physics of Everyday Life. She's a physicist who's explaining daily phenomena from, you know, the tiny to the giant and mas- magisterial things like um, how does water travel from the roots of a tree to its crown? How do ducks keep their feet warm when they're walking on ice? Um, why does milk look like it's billowing up when you add it to tea? Uh, so it says, uh, take a look up at the stars on a clear night and you get a sense that the universe is vast and untouchable but do you know that the key to unveiling the secrets is as close as the nearest toaster Uh, i love this kind of thing that combines you know big scientific concepts and things that are kind of heady with examples from everyday life um because that's you know how science and physics and the universe work is that it's in uh, the details. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, before oh. I roll over to you for the next one, I uh, want to shout out our sponsor this week is Book Riot. Yay. Uh, we we took this spot on the Bonanza episode to let you know we're giving away a $250 Barnes & Noble gift card. Uh, so you could buy or pre-order a bunch of the books that we're talking about today. Pick up the stuff that you wanted for the holidays that didn't show up under the tree. Get a jump on your 2017 reading. Whatever. We're here to help you. Go to bookriot.com slash BN to enter. As part of the entry, you'll check out our whole slate of email newsletters. You don't have to sign up for all of them. It's just, you know, we're going to show them to you. Uh, To shout out a few of the examples, Dear Miss Liberty writes the New Books newsletter that comes out every Tuesday on the same day that this show drops. And it gives you more titles that we didn't talk about on the show and some backlist recommendations uh, that are related to those titles as well. It's really great. Uh, We have have a new mystery thriller newsletter written by Jamie Canavase that's called The Usual Suspects. We have a romance newsletter coming up that's going to be called Kissing Books, which I'm very excited about. Jen, uh, our dear friend and events director, writes a sci-fi fantasy newsletter called Swords and Spaceships. Uh, there's This Week in Books, which wraps up big uh, events and news from the world of books. If you listen to the Book Riot podcast, that's kind of the same idea there. Uh, and there's the Daily Deals email newsletter and a whole bunch of other stuff. So again, go to bookriot.com slash BN to enter. As a special bonus, podcast listeners who use that URL are going to be entered in a secret second giveaway for a podcast listener only $50 Barnes & Noble gift card. So you got a chance to win the 251 and a secret chance to win a $50 gift card. So that's just for you listeners because we like you. Um, there will be a link in this episode 
episode's show notes uh, to get you there. But again, it's bookriot.com slash BN. The giveaway ends at the strike of midnight on the 31st. So be sure that you enter before you go after your New Year's kiss. Cross one thing off your list and then another. Bookriot.com slash BN. And good luck. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. You could buy so many books with $250. It's true. So can I tell you something like not book related that just popped into my head and I'm going to say it out loud? Well, why else uh, are we here? <laughs> you just reminded me. So the other day I looked out into my backyard and there was a duck sitting on my lawn, like in the middle mm-hmm. of my lawn. Like there's no ducks around here. There's no water. I mean, like around here. Yes, but not close to us. And he was just sitting there. So I was like, oh, no, the duck. What is he doing? He's just nestled down in the middle of the snow on our lawn. So I was like, he must be hurt. He must be tired. He must be whatever. So, of course, I went and I got my boots on and my coat. And I started walking Mm -hmm. towards him. And I got, like, within 15 feet of him. And then he stood up. And he started walking. But he kept, like, looking back at me like, what are you doing? Like, hey, what's going on? And I was like, where are you going? And then he, like, flew up. He was like, woman, leave me alone. I was like, oh, okay. He just wanted to hang out on the yard, apparently. But I was like, oh, no, the poor little duck. He needs rescuing. It was very strange. That's my duck story. (laughs) <laughs> okay. I don't know. When you were talking about ducks and their cold feet, I was like, there was one in the snow. <laughs> like, come on. Maybe he was like, I, wanna, I just read this book and I want to test out this thing. It does seem unusual. We see, we've got a lot of geese here this time of year, but I I don't think I've seen many ducks. Aren't they supposed to migrate? Yeah, that was the thing. I was like, you know, I was going to ask him if his GPS was broken or something, but like, he was just like, <laughs> get away like a, from me. <laughs> like a dark children's book that needs to exist. It's like Skippy the duck who didn't migrate. Yeah. Didn't make it. All right, now that we've completely spun out of control. <laughs> What's um, next my next book is called Pachinko by Min Jin Lee. Comes out February 7th from Grand Central. I think I mentioned this uh, a few months ago, a bunch of stuff that I picked up like at BEA and stuff. Um, I saw her speak at Neba about uh, some stories that she drew from for this book. There was not a dry eye in the house by the time she was done. She was amazing. Um, you might recognize her name. She wrote Free Food for Millionaires, which came out several years ago. Um, and this is a sweeping saga following generations of a Korean family beginning in the early 1900s when a, the family's daughter has an unplanned pe- pregnancy and is betrayed by her wealthy lover. And marries a minister and moves to Japan. So, it's I've heard it's fantastic. I know some people who have already read it. I'm excited. What do you got? A Separation by Katie Kitamura uh, comes out on February 7th. This is my dark, twisty, messed up marriage novel for the first quarter. Uh, it's about a young woman who she and her husband agree that it's time for them to separate. Uh, and they're going to keep it a secret between the two of them. So they do separate. She starts off in her new life. And then she finds out that he's gone missing in a remote region uh, in the southern Peloponnese in Greece. So she agrees to go and search for him and is still keeping the fact of their split to herself. Um, And she's not even apparently sure if she wants to find him. And then as she's like alone in the wilderness looking for her estranged husband, she's contemplating their 
relationship and the failure of their marriage and coming to understand all the things that she thought she previously understood about it. Uh, I'm so excited. I've heard so many good things about this. I've had the book for a couple of months and I just like have not been able to bring myself to read it because I don't want it to be over yet. Uh, but it's been compared to The Department of Speculation by Jenny Offal. And I loved that book. And uh, I, I just love a book that goes like deep into the dark side of marriage. I don't know what that is. Uh, maybe someone should tell Bob to watch out. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to it separation i think after like this many years i think bob knows to watch out (laughs) he's got the watching out down speaking of watching out the squirrel is just staring at me through the window he's like what are you doing why haven't you opened the window yet it's snowing you you know take a picture of him we'll put it in the show notes (laughs) right i'll try and get one while we're we're doing this um, my next pick is called The Refugees by Viet Tang Wen. It comes out February 7th from Grove Press. He wrote The Sympathizer, which won the Pulitzer and a zillion other awards a couple of years ago or just last year. It all goes by so fast. Um, this is a collection of stories about people whose lives are lived between the country of their birth and their adopted homelands. And that's all I know about it. I just wanted to read it because he wrote it. Because I loved The Sympathizer. I don't know if you've read it, but it's so, it's so good. Um, so I'm really excited about this. What do you have? I have Tell Me Everything You Don't Remember, The Stroke That Changed My Life by Christine Hyung Oak Lee. Uh, It comes out February 14th. Uh, This is a memoir when she was 33 back in 2006. um, She had a stroke. Like on New Year's Eve, she had a terrible headache. And then by the next day, she had had the stroke and could not form a complete sentence. Um, And this is, uh, she took notes in a notebook as she was recovering. And so then she has constructed or reconstructed her recovery from those notes into this memoir, um, trying to put together chronologies and weave together childhood experiences with early days of her marriage, with new, with the new experience of, you know, learning to speak again and learning to live again as a young woman who had a a literally life altering medical experience. Um, She wrote a Buzzfeed essay that went huge a year or two ago and the memoir builds off of that so i'm really looking forward to that awesome my -hmm. next pick is probably the most liberty pick on the the list (laughs) i saw this on the list and i was like of course (laughs) it's called cannibalism a perfectly natural history by bill shoot comes out on valentine's day (laughs) because that makes us love like you're trying to eat your face um we should warn pete (laughs) at this point if pete doesn't know (laughs) He's probably in the other room going, oh dear. Um, so it comes out on, on Valentine's Day for Algonquin Books. And it's the history of cannibalism about not just humans, but all kinds of different species that eat their own and how apparently the royal family used to participate in cannibalism up until the 18th century and how it might have been responsible for the end of Neanderthals. Um, Bill Shute has a previous book called Dark Banquet, Blood and the Curious Lives of Blood-Feeding Creatures, and he's also on the board of directors of the North American Society for Bat Research. What I'm saying is, I think he's my soulmate, is what I'm saying. Um, I, I'm sorry, Rebecca, but I think that they'll shoot me. It's okay. I understand, and I give you my blessing. <laughs> Thank you. I'm saving this book to be my first read of 2017. <laughs> this year, this past year, has brought out my bloodlust, and I've just been going for like all the dark and weird and I watched like all ep- eight episodes of Penny Dreadful last night, like the first season, and I just I just want the dark and disturbing, and so that's how I'm going to kick off 2017. <laughs> totally on brand. 
This will be called Exhibit A. Yeah. Uh, well, to continue the dark and disturbing, my next pick is Things We Lost in the Fire. This is another short story collection. It's by Mariana Enriquez. It comes out February 21st. Uh, and she is uh, an Argentinian writer. And these are stories that use fear and horror to explore life in contemporary Argentina. And so some of them are about things like women who set themselves on fire to protest domestic violence, uh, but others uh, veer into stories that are related to black magic and superstition and so the collection is grounded in reality but also strange and surreal and it's got comps to kelly link get in trouble and to karen russell so i'm very excited there's also a blurb from helen oyeyemi and from laura vandenberg who as we all know wrote my favorite short story collection of all time uh so i i have high hopes for things we lost in the fire that's a perfect segue for my next pick, because this one is supposedly grounded in reality, but also kind of strange. Um, it's called Temporary People by Deepak Unakrishnan. It comes out March 14th from Restless Books. It won the inaugural Restless Books Prize for New Immigrant Writing. And it is 28 linked stories revolving around the United Arab Emirates. But it's supposed to be like kind of strange in a George Sondry kind of way, which is hmm. why I'm so excited about it. Like in the first one, construction workers can shapeshift into luggage to escape a labor camp. That's like, amazing. Kind of strange like that. So I'm really looking forward to this. Plus, I love Restless Books so much. They're so great. Uh, I don't have a good segue for my next one, but I think it's going to be even more politically relevant than it already is. Uh, it's The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, and it's just the letter U uh, if you're Googling. And this is a young adult novel that's inspired by Black Lives Matter about a teen girl named Star Carter, who is the only witness to her friend's fatal shooting by a police officer. Uh, and that's kind of all you need to know. The buzz about this one has been so big for so long. Uh, there was an excerpt published a month or so ago on, I think, one of the literary websites, or it might have been like Teen Vogue. Um, Google it if you want to read an excerpt, but it was excellent uh, and going to be one of the most talked about books of the first part of the year. So that's February 28th for The Hate You Give. Can you can you do excerpts? I, I either want the whole thing or I just want to wait. Like, I can't... I can't I can, handle like little parts of things. I don't typically do excerpts, um, like usually, especially usually for fiction, because I want the whole thing. Um, or I will read like the opening chapter of a thing if that's available as an excerpt to help me decide if I'm going to care about the whole thing. But I have to already be pretty interested. Like I'm not going to read a chapter of a book that I'm lukewarm on. Um, but it works on me for like essay collections and short story collections sometimes. Um, I can see that. Yeah, because it, it's not bad. Like if you pick up an essay collection, you know, with 20 pieces in it, you don't really care that you've read one of them on BuzzFeed already. Yeah. No, I think like like when I'm reading like a mystery and they're like, here's the first 30 pages of the follow up in the back. And I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. Not, I don't want to read that. Unless it's immediately available. Like if you're like, here's the new book that just came out and he, the author has already started working on the follow-up and you can read the first 30 pages now, but then you have to wait a year and a half for the yeah. rest of it to come out. Like, no, that's not happening. Mm -mm. Um, I'm well, reading Difficult Women by Roxane Gay right now for the January 3rd show. And one of the stories in the book is a story that I remember reading and I can't figure out where I read it. <laughs> <laughs> when you were sneaking around her house. I guess so. <laughs> What's up next for you? I have an essay collection. It's Sunshine State, Essays by Sarah Gerard. It comes out April 11th from Harper Perennial. 
Uh, she wrote Binary Star, which came out from $2 Radio a couple of years ago. Absolutely loved it. Um, that was a wonderful novel. And this is a collection of essays that says it uses her experiences growing up along Florida's Gulf Coast to illuminate the struggles of modern human survival, physical, emotional, environmental, and through a collection of essays exploring intimacy, addiction, obsession, religion, homelessness, and incarceration. She's oh. wicked smart. So I'm really excited about these. Uh, my next one from another wicked smart writer is Exit West. It's a novel by Mohsin Hamid. It comes out March 7th. Uh, it's from Riverhead, and a friend there told me that she thinks it is the most important book that they'll publish next year. Uh, Hamid wrote The Reluctant Fundamentalist, among other things. This is a love story. Uh, it's set uh, in a country that's on the brink of a civil war, and two young people meet and in- embark on a secret love affair um, and then find themselves in premature intimacy, um, sort of cloistered together together while the unrest of the city happens around them. When it explodes, uh, here, now I'm reading the synopsis, turning familiar streets into a patchwork of checkpoints and bomb blasts, they begin to hear whispers about doors that can whisk people far away, if perilously and for a price. So as the violence escalates, they realize that they no longer have a choice. They're going to leave their homeland and find a door and step through it. And I believe Jen uh, Northington has uh, on our side has already read this and uh, really enjoyed it. So strong buzz and coming from inside the riot. I second that recommendation. It's amazing. Oh, good. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I almost fell off my stool trying to take a picture of the squirrel. So (laughs) (laughs) if you hear a loud thump, that's what that is. Um, He has he has moved from the window to the bird feeder. Like he figured out that the bird feeder is very close, and so now he's hanging like a little acrobat. Um, So this is how we suffer for our art. (laughs) My next pick, I heard about many months ago. Another one of those ones that the publishing house is buzzing about very early is called Salt Houses by Hala Alayan. It comes out May second from Houghton Mifflin Harcourt, and like I said, they are so excited about this book. It's a debut novel about a Palestinian family. And I was reading the synopsis. It's apparently about a mother who sees her daughter's future in the coffee dregs in a cup of coffee on the Mm. eve of the daughter's wedding. But she doesn't say anything about what she sees. But eventually what she sees comes to pass when the family is uprooted in the wake of the Six-Day War of 1967. So... Here is the pitch that most got my like dopamine tingling so far this year. The Wanderers by Meg Howry comes out March 14th, and it's billed as Station Eleven meets The Martian. All right. Uh, literary novel about three astronauts who are auditioning to go on the first ever mission to Mars and what happens. Uh, and then the little slug line is in an age of space exploration, we search to find ourselves. Uh, I am here for this. Everything wants to be the next Martian. Even if it's not quite the next Martian, but it's almost as good, I will be very excited. How do you audition to go to Mars? Like, is it like, okay, come in and tell us what you would say when you step out of the the vehicle. Yeah, audition is an interesting verb choice. (laughs) Here, here, like maybe applying is a more accurate one. It says auditioning in the synopsis, but I am now thinking that that's strange. So yeah, because that's like, is there a casting couch yeah. to get into the rocket? Could you do that, but with a British accent? Like, <laughs> what? slowly unzip your flight suit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slower. Um, so my next pick, I'm already obsessed with. I have read it, and I'm just obsessing over it. And Jessica 
uh, Book Riot has read it, so we were obsessing together. It is called The Fact of a Body, A Murder and a Memoir by Alexandria Marzano Liz... I knew I was going to mess this up. Marzano Leznevich. It comes out May 16th from Flatiron Books. It... I'm obsessed with this book already. It, the author is the daughter of two lawyers, and when she was 25, she went to New Orleans to spend... Or near New Orleans to spend the summer... I'm working to help people who are on death row. Like, she had a clear idea of the death penalty. Like, she thought it was terrible. Um, She's going to help these people get their sentences commuted or, like, maybe they're not guilty. You know, work on that. And when she's there, like, almost immediately, she comes across the case of Ricky Langley, a man who murdered a six-year-old boy in 1992, and everything that she feels about the death penalty changes. Like, she's like, this man is a monster and he deserves to die. And she talks about, like, working on that case... And it, but it goes back and forth between his case and memories of her childhood, and it turns out that there is some dark stuff back there that she's going to discover. It's this incredible, like, just stunning look at personal histories and the way it's told. It's just, like, so intense and amazing. Um, everybody's going to be talking about this one. It's called The Fact of a Body. Oh, I'm going to read that. Oh, yeah. You should. Uh, my next one is called Startup. It's a novel by Dori Shafrir. It comes out April 25th. Uh, she is a veteran online journalist and a BuzzFeed culture writer. She has written some really incredible essays and is a great Twitter follower or Twitter follow. If you're looking for a good Twitter follow, find Dori Shafrir. And this is uh, her debut novel that is about uh, people working for startups and the difficulties of real life connection in New York in the tech world. Some dilemmas that no app can solve. Uh, Uh, It looks like it's going, I haven't read it yet. It looks like it's going to be sort of a carousel between um, several characters, which I love. Uh, One of them is a guy who made $600 million off of a mindfulness app. Uh, One is a young woman who is a journalist for a uh, tech blog. Another is a young mother of two and a failed creative writer who's trying to figure out a way to get out from under her credit card debt, and somehow they are all going to connect. Uh, Again, I've really enjoyed following Dory online for several years. She does a good tiny letter, too, Um, and so I'm super excited. You know, she worked or or has worked or does still work for BuzzFeed, and she's been inside the tech world and the startup world, uh, and I think she's going to nail the sense of humor that it takes to critique uh, those experiences, especially as somebody who's not, you know, a early 20s white startup bro. Uh, So I'm looking forward to reading Startup. It's already time for my last one. The last round. Yes. And it comes out in August, but holy cats, I have to talk about it. I'm crazy about this author, about this book. My last pick is called Sip by Brian Allen Carr. It comes out August 29th from Soho Press. I literally stopped everything I was doing and just sat down and read it when I got it because I was so excited. I love Brian Allen Carr. I love his work. Um, He wrote Mother Foxing Sharks, which you've heard me talk about before, (laughs) which is not really what that title is. Um, He has written a ton of novellas and short story collections, but this is actually his first debut novel. Like, it's 320 pages. It's so... Weird and amazing, just like everything else that he's done. It's a little bit Snowpiercer. It's quite a bit of the road. It's like this... I, I can't even think how to describe it. It's about a time when people discovered that they could get high by ingesting their shadows. So you have... What? Yeah. So, or not just their shadows, but like the shadows of all living things. So it, it leads to the end of civilization. People become shadow addicts. And they're sipping each other's shadows and going crazy. And when your whole shadow is gone, like, you lose, like, your sense of yourself. It's 
it's bonkers. And civilization, I can't talk. Civilization ends. Now you've got like this apocalyptic world where people who are not addicted to shadow sipping are mostly living in these domed cities, and they keep the addicts out. It's bonkers. So this takes place 150 years later after all this happens. There's a young girl. There's her friend who is a shadow addict, and then there is a former domed city guard. They are looking for a cure for the shadow sipping before Haley's Comet arrives, which they've been told will bring about the end of all of this. Um, I'm obsessed with this book. It was so insane and amazing and awesome. Um, I've been trying to come up with, like, a, a thing to call it, like, a Paca Western or, like, Earth Punk or something. I don't know. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like him. Read everything that he's done before this comes out. Again, it's called Sip. Okay, and my last pick, we got more short stories, uh, is The Dinner Party, a collection of short stories by Joshua Ferris. It comes out on May 2nd. Uh, Joshua Ferris wrote Then We Came to the End and To Rise Again at a Decent Hour, which a lot of people didn't like, but I thought was excellent. And this is his first collection of short stories. He does these kind of dark, quiet looks at sad things. But Then We Came to the End was really funny. So, I mean, who knows? These pieces are about people searching for answers in the aftermath of life's emotional fissures from a disastrous gathering that exposes the cracks in a seemingly solid relationship to a retired widower looking for connection in all the wrong places to a man pathologically incapable of having a normal social interaction with his mover. Uh, so funny, uh, poignant. Uh, I really, really like Joshua Ferris. I was so excited to see that he has a short story collection coming out. Awesome. So those are our 20 anticipated, most anticipated, today most anticipated, the ones that made the list. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, we've already um, talked about a couple of the ones that we're so excited about, like the new George yeah. Saunders and Jamie's book. So here's a bunch more. And we'll, yes. Yeah. Plus, we've got so many coming up. Already. And we couldn't make this show go on forever, so don't get mad at us for not including the one that you know about <laughs> that's coming out that's great. We're sure that that one's great, too. Uh, we just, you know, can't talk forever and ever. Um, so what are you going to read now, Lib? <laughs> so, like I mentioned, my, my bloodlust is up. So I'm reading The Axeman of New Orleans, a true story by <laughs> Miriam C. Davis. I'm in the middle of that. Um, the Axeman, he recently made an appearance on American Horror Story, season three, Kevin, um, played by my boyfriend, Danny Houston. Uh, a little differently than the actual story, but it's the true story of a, a killer in New Orleans between 1910 and 1919 who would break into people's homes, specifically Italian grocers, and uh, hack them up with their own axe. And it cool. kept going on and on, and people were speculating that maybe Jack the Ripper had come over to America and was hard at work over here now. Um, they nearly executed executed two men for the crime who turned out to be innocent, and it's about like that story and how the author believes that he left New Orleans, the Axeman, and went on to kill people in other locations. So, you know, a nice, okay, sunny, then. cheery Christmas book. So, <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Uh, I am going to read Hidden Figures by Margot Lee Shetterly um, about the black women mathematicians whose, so yeah, whose work made a bunch of the major NASA missions possible. Um, I haven't seen the movie. I haven't read the book. Um, I missed it when it came out in hardcover earlier this year. So I'm looking forward to reading that as some of my catch up for the holidays. I, I think the movie is just coming out now, like. Oh, okay. In wide release. I could be mistaken, but I think so. I feel like I've been seeing promos for it for forever. So maybe yeah. that was just buzz building and I haven't actually yeah. missed out. No, not yet. So. Cool. Yay, books. 
Woo! So that is our show and our big 2017 preview. Uh, let us know what you're most excited about reading in the new year. You can do that at all the books at bookriot.com. That's where you can tell us whatever you want to tell us or hit us up on Twitter. I'm Rebecca Shinsky, S C H I N S K Y. Liberty is Miss Liberty. If you want to give us a little holiday gift, a rating or review on iTunes would be most welcome. And it helps other folks who are looking for book related shows to find their way to us. And don't forget to go to bookriot.com slash BN to enter to win a $250 Barnes and Noble gift card and also to e enter the super secret podcast listener only uh, drawing for an additional $50 Barnes and Noble gift card. And as much as we would love to tell you about more books out today, I have to go deal with a squirrel, but you can read about more titles out now in the show notes at bookriot.com slash all the books, as well as find a link to our weekly new books newsletter. Should we do that cheesy thing where we say talk to you next year? Like, oh, yay. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Happy New Year. 2017. The next and time. And in the meantime, happy, happy reading. reading.